We're going to have the uh, most important time of the morning right now and have the message. So in Matthew chapter 14, we're going to be reading verses 26 through 31 together. Let's stand one more time together. Read these responsively. Matthew 14, verse 26 through 31. I will read the first verse, and then you join in with me on the second, and so on. And in verse 26, and with the, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And I'll read verse 32. When they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And let's pray. Father in heaven, I ask that thou is bless the message, the time here now, uh, 30 minutes for each and every one of us, and may it be a time special. We ask that thou speak to us through thy word and thy spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, when you look at all the things that encompass life, there are two issues of life that we must traverse through as we go through life. As we work our way through this world, there are two things you cannot get uh, away from them, and you cannot get around them, either one. And you have to learn to deal with these properly. And they're always moving. They're constantly shifting. It's never the same all the time. So you have to learn to deal with expertise or else you will be unhappy. You will find yourself a failure in life if you don't learn to deal with these because each and every one of us deal with them. The first one's people. People. You have to become good at uh, working and learning and dealing and living with all walks of life, people near and far, uh, families, even people of unfamiliarity, people you don't know well, you still have to deal with them. So the first one's people, and the second is trouble. Trouble. You know, trouble comes in all forms, uh, sizes and fashions. The world brings trouble to us, and you know, sometimes the trouble is very severe. Sometimes it's not so severe, but you've got to deal with it. Sometimes it's bothersome. Sometimes it's annoying. You know, so the story today, the very popular story, Jesus walking on the water and Peter walking on the water, it gives us some insight to life and having success with both of these in victory. You know, so uh, for the disciples, I'll give you a little background of the, the study here. The disciples, life had been very busy for them. Thousands of people are coming to hear Jesus preach now. I mean, it throngs and throngs. It even says they trolled upon one another to get to him, to, to just to be in his presence. There was that many people coming. Jesus preached up to 15,000 people at one time. And I got to thinking, 12 disciples. Now, Jesus fed 15,000. It's 5,000 plus probably their families. 
the disciples served 15,000 people. Twelve men served 15,000 people. Pretty amazing. And then what they do, they, they picked up and cleaned up after them. Very busy times. Very busy times. So Jesus tells the disciples, you know, you'd say, it's time for a break. He says, you need to get in your ship and row to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And I'm going to stay here, dismiss the people and send them home. And then I'll join you later. Actually, I, well, he really didn't say what he would do. He said, I will send the people home. You row across the sea. And that was the only, that, you know, it's interesting about that. They only received one command that day. Row your ship to the other side of the seashore. They didn't get any more information than that. And so as the darkness fell, the Bible says Jesus was alone on a mountaintop. And he's up on the mountain, and he can see the, the uh, sea down below. It's about 14 miles across. It's a pretty big lake is what it really is, but it's the Sea of Galilee. And so he's praying, and he's watching as they move through. Now, in Mark chapter 6, verse 48, it says he was watching them down below toiling and rowing. He's watching them fight through the waves. They're not getting anywhere. I mean, he's still seeing them. As darkness falls... They're still out there, hadn't gotten very far. He's still watching. As the darkness goes on, they still are rowing. And he's still watching. They're not getting anywhere. You know, uh, the winds and the waves are obviously opposing them. And we read this in this passage. Now, how, to me, I don't know how you'd feel about this, but to me it's very convicting. And it's impressive. They never stopped. They kept rowing. You know, most of the time, time gets tough, we turn back. We'll do it tomorrow. But see, Jesus told them to go tonight. And so they were rowing against the lake all night long. I'm talking all night long. Because it says in the third hour of the night, or the fourth, I'm sorry, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus is coming to them. Now, you know when that is? That's between, between 3 and 6 a.m. So they've been hitting this all night, not getting far, but they never stopped. Jesus comes walking on the water after praying all night. You know, and I wonder, what did he pray about? What, when Jesus was on these mountaintops, what, did he, what really took place as he prayed to the Father up there? You know, and some people say that he prayed up a storm. I've heard preachers say that a whole life. You know, he prayed a storm up for, the, for his disciples to get a lesson. It's possibly true uh, that he, you know, just recently before that, he stilled a storm. Peace be still. He, and they said, what manner of man is this that the winds and the waves would obey him? But now he's causing a storm. He's the master of the sea. He's the God of heaven. So Jesus comes walking on the sea, a very troubled sea, by the way. It says that in Mark chapter 6 that he would have just kept walking right by them. You know, he's he just going to keep walking by. If they had not cried out and seen him and acknowledged, here comes Jesus. But they thought it was a ghost. They said, this is a spirit walking on the sea in the middle of the night, you know, after probably very fatigued. Can you imagine what they're going through? And they see this ghost coming by. Had to be very difficult for them to, to, uh, to, to go through. Scared to death. You know, so a ghost, 
So not only are they in trouble by the sea and by the wind and then their own fatigue, strange occurrences taking place out on the seas, and then ghosts coming, they cried out in fear. And Jesus makes the, fi- the famous statement, it is I, be not afraid. It's me, be of good cheer. No longer will you be fearful. Jesus is here, master of the sea. So I love what Peter does. You know, Peter had faith. Because in, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, says, If it be thou, Lord, bid me come unto thee on the water. Oh, I'm just, you command me to come. And he's already commanded him to row all night. You know, they were persistent. They had, they had fisherman mentality. They'd fish all night and not catch a thing. Of course, their livelihood was dependent upon it. But as soon as Jesus told them, hey, throw your, sh- throw your net out there again, Lord, we've been doing this all night with nothing. But you said to, I'm going to do it. So Peter says, bid me come unto thee on the water, and I'll, I'll get out of this boat and come. One word. You know, we, we have a whole Bible here. One word, Jesus says, come. And he gets out of that boat. You know, you have to think about have you ever been on the high seas? Which this isn't the high seas, I know. But have you ever been on a very turbulent big lake? The choppy wave, I mean the waves, I mean it's, it, you're not walking on the sea of glass. You're walking on a turbulent sea with the swells up and down and the wind blowing and the, and the foam sprayed and Jesus is walking on this and Peter's going to climb out of the boat. Took a lot, a lot of faith. He did it. He walked on the water. You know, and I, I, you think about what was, on, what was in Peter's mind. I'm walking on water right now. Who, who's done this in the history of the world? My, every time you get around Christ, something new will take place. He says, I'm living by faith. I obeyed his word. I'm following Jesus. I'm walking to him. But, you know how there's always a but in there. But, Verse 30, he saw the wind boisterous. He was afraid. And then he began to sink. So he cried out, Lord, save me. You know, he's doing great. The wind picks up. I can imagine a big gust blew right into him and hit him hard. And he got sprayed in the face by the foam of the the wave. And it tried to push him back. And he got his eyes off of the prize, which was Jesus Christ, and he looked at the wind, which, by the way, you can't see the wind. Has anybody ever seen the wind? Now, I thought I saw it once. It was a dust storm. (laughs) I could see the dust. I couldn't see anything else. You never see the wind. Jesus said the Spirit bloweth where it listeth. It's like the wind. You feel it. You see the results of it. You see the, the wind spray. You can feel it pushing against you, but you can't see the wind. No one can harness really the wind, and no one can catch and save the wind. It's God's. It's a a picture of the Spirit, actually. But the wind hits him so hard, he looks for the wind. And he sees something that's really not there. It's just nothing visible, and he takes his eyes off of Christ and immediately starts sinking down below. And he cries out, Oh Lord, save me. Jesus was there immediately to pull him back up. And he's walking on the water again. 
He did it again. You know, with that gust, what do you normally do? If you're walking along and you get hit by a gust, you got to brace yourself. You know, you normally got to lean into it. You do. All he's trying to do is brace himself. It became self-reliance. You know, I'm going to push back from the push forward on me. And he braced himself. Maybe he thought he had to catch himself. Maybe he forgot why he was walking on water in the first place. It says it was a very boisterous wind. Boisterous wind. Very forceful, very strong. Strong enough to knock you down. That's what it means. You ever been pushed down by the wind? You ever been pushed back by the wind? This was such a boisterous wind, especially walking on water swells, that it could have taken him completely down. So this is amazing. Uh, when he's looking at Christ, he walked on the water. He took his eyes off of Jesus Christ. He started to sink. He took, you know, with the eyes on Christ, uh, the walk you're on doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the mirror lake or if it's like this. If your eyes are on Jesus, fixated on Him, the road you travel won't affect you so much. You're looking at Him and Him alone. But that one big gust of wind pushed against Him. Peter felt he had to do something about it, and he started to go down. Now, I find in this story, which I mentioned earlier, two elements of life that cause us to sink. And they, sometimes they work together to, make, to, to keep you from staying afloat. You know, basically, the, the men in the ship were worried for their lives. Often, they were worried for their lives. So the first one are the waves of the sea. You know, the waves of the sea, it says in verse 24, that uh, they were being tossed with these waves of the sea. The waves of the sea picture humanity. In the Bible... The, the, the oceans of, the, of humanity. You know how many people live on the world right now? It's hard to imagine. And then how many people have lived on the earth in the history of the world? There are billions of people on this world. And if you do anything in life, you meet new ones all the time. And you're having to see them and work with them and talk to them and deal with them and put up with them and you have to become good at this, that is like the raging waves of the sea. People, people, you know, you got to learn to traverse through people in the world. Boy, I'll say this, don't go shopping at Walmart uh, on, what is it, December 24th. You're going to be traversing. You're going to be putting, a, or, what, or uh, I don't know, I, I'd stay out of that Black Friday stuff. Too many fights. You're dealing with people. You know, think about it. People want your time. They want your money. They want your attention. Some people just want to cause you trouble for the sake of doing it. They get a rise out of that and a kick. People want you to take your peace away, and they desire you to bring benefits to them. You know, and so the whole world's an ocean of men and women. They're moving, they're living, they're dying. They're loving and they're hating and they're competing and they're warring. They're using and they're abusing. They're rarely giving anymore, but they're sure needing. And you have to learn to deal with this. 
You are, wa- you are walking upon the sea of humanity, and you've got to learn to deal with the world. Many people can't cope with this. They can't cope with life. They turn to all these different things, you know, so they become introverts. They become perverts. They become hateful. They get offended. They're bewildered at life. They lose their way, and they blame it on people. Think of all the people that you have to deal with in just one day. Near and far, the people you deal with every day that know you best, then those you partially know through interaction on a daily basis, and then the new ones you meet all the time. You've got to learn to deal with them. If you don't handle people, you're going to sink. You know, it's funny. Sometimes the, the sea's calm. Sometimes people don't bother you quite as much as uh, they do other times. Sometimes they're less offensive. Sometimes people aren't pushing their way on you quite so much. And then other times, boy, the billows are rolling high and pushing on you. And you deal with one issue, and it's people. I used to say, wouldn't the world be great without people? It'd be kind of lonely, though, without them. But you've got to learn to work around and with people. People become very, you see, rages and foamings out. Now, the great movement of water. It's like I said, the water on a, on a sea never stops moving. It's always moving. So there's always an unsettling. But if you put your eyes on Christ, the unsettling won't unsettle you so much. You can deal The people who put their faith and their eyes on Christ and fixate on Him, they don't get so unsettled when all these people come into their life and cause them so much trouble. You know, all you're trying to do is make it across the sea. And you uh, haven't gone down yet. But people are offending you. People disappoint you. People attack you. People oppose you. Life itself, and uh, they use life to hinder you. They want to compete against you. Some people are unfaithful. Some people are unreliable. Some people don't help. They're very unhelpful. And it's so strange. you got to deal with this uh, every day of your life. Now, the, for the sake of time, the other are the winds. It says in verse 30, he saw the wind boisterous. So we already know a lot of times the storm causes the raging sea anyway. So the winds. Now winds are just trouble. Trouble that come your way. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see. Sometimes you have trouble in your life and you can't pinpoint how it happened or why it happened or what was the cause of it. Trouble just came your way. It's involuntary. It's unavoidable. Sometimes these are strong pushes. Sometimes they are uh, breezy days. But you, go, you know, there's always trouble in life. Jesus made the most amazing statement. He said, don't worry too much about tomorrow. Sufficient today is the evil thereof. Today is enough to deal with in itself and living it right and handling your troubles and handling people and trusting Christ. Tomorrow's coming. You'll get to do it then. Now, Peter saw the wind. He was being affected by a very strong wind. 
And, you know, he could feel the, the spray hit his face. He could feel it. And these are problems that come against you. You know, many times you don't, like I said, you don't know why they're here. You don't even know what the purpose is or where they came from, but they're there. And problems of all forms will come. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. Jesus even said, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We don't know. We trust him. He may tell us to get on the ship and row across. You just don't know. You know, sickness. Why does that happen? That's the wind blowing on you. That's trouble. You didn't ask for it. It came. Injury. Loss of any type. Financial loss. Loss of a loved one. Change comes in your life. Major change that pushes and pressures and pushes against you. That's the winds that blow. Gusts and blasts of discouragement and depression. You know that sometimes you just don't feel right and you wonder why? The wind blew. Bad news may abruptly slap you in the face good with like that spray off that wave. And you don't, and, you, and how are you going to handle that? Trouble coming your way. It's going to attempt to take us off our feet and knock us down. You know, if you imagined walking on troubled sea. Now, is there anybody out here in the audience that doesn't get seasick in troubled seas? Some people are just made for it. Really? Good for you. I'm so bad off. I was putting Christmas lights on a tree the other day, and I got sick going around the tree. I did. She saw it. Don't put me on a merry-go-round. Push me off a cliff before you put me on a merry-go-round. Man, but it's rough. But I get, you know, some people... See, sickness. But can you imagine walking on the sea? You know, as Jesus came walking, you know, he's the God man. He's master of the sea. He, you know, did he even get his feet wet? We don't know. But here's Peter. He's, we don't know how far he walked, by the way. The Bible doesn't say. He might only walked a couple steps, but he walked on the sea. That's more than what you can say about a lot of people. People want to mock Peter. One of the greatest men that ever lived. Walked upon the sea. You can too, by the way. The sea of humanity. You walk upon the sea of humanity by looking at Christ. Life can be difficult. Think about this. When you have the sea raging and the wind blowing at the same time. People say, I'm overwhelmed. I can't take this anymore. You got your eyes on the wrong place, right? Amen. You got to put your faith in your eyes and fixate your eyes on Jesus Christ. And then, and, and then the problems that seem so insurmountable for a lot of people, and they can't take it, you'll find that you can walk right on by. Winds and sea will team up against us. Think about this. What about a lost person who does not know Christ? What they go through. And now we know why the world's so troubled as it is. Why men's hearts are failing them for fear. The Bible says the winds and the waves in the tribulation period, they're going to pick up even more. Luke 21, 25 says so. It gets worse as time goes on. Jesus said, upon earth, distress of nations with perplexity. They don't get to see him. 
They won't see him by the eye of faith. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear. And looking after those things which are coming on the earth. The troubles are coming. They have no Jesus to look to by faith. So what is it? It's where you look that matters. It's actually who you look to that matters. He got off the boat and walked to Jesus. He got distracted by a strong gust of wind. You know, Peter easily walked on the water. Come. He said, I'm doing it. You know, it's interesting. The other disciples didn't jump overboard and walk with him. He went on his own. That's true faith. But he got out there, and then life really hit him hard. He really got hit. You know, Peter wasn't concerned with people too much. If you could just understand, you have to go through people. You have to live with people. You can't run from people. You can't become a hermit. Some people try. You still, even if you do get away from people, you got to put up with you. And then you got to put up with trouble. Troubles, the wind blows no matter where you're at. And you can't do much in this world without helping people. A person who lives without people and doesn't walk on the waters with people, they're not very useful to God. And you have to be out there working and walking with people. So it's where you look that matters. Faith will keep us afloat. Faith not only keeps you afloat, it keeps you above the trouble. You're above it all. You're walking on it. You're not affected by it so much. But once your eyes turn from him to the pushy wind and the troubles follow, and you'll begin to sink. So the faith keeps you above. You know, people of faith go through the same problems everybody else does. Deal with the same people everybody else does. But they're not overly charged by it. They don't fall into over-sorrow from it. They're not as affected. Why? They're just looking at Jesus. They're just looking at Him. That's good enough for them. I'm walking to Christ. So problems in this life, think about this. I'm, I'm almost done here, but think about it. Problems in the world that come your way, they have a direct correlation to your faith. They're either revealing your faith or the lack thereof. For if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Or they're going to build your faith and make something great out of you, so why wouldn't you just keep looking at Him? Letting Him be God. Letting Him be the masters of the sea. Didn't say they really complained at him when he got in the ship. It's interesting. When he got in the ship with him, everything's the wind ceased. Eyes fastened on Jesus Christ. Victory's mine if you'll do that. Take your eyes off of him. Even for a short bit, you start sinking. You start going down. So it's all about the focus. I honestly believe this. You know, you see a lot of things happen to people. Nobody that kept their eyes on Jesus Christ ever fell apart, ever sank into despair, ever let the billows completely take them over. They might have had more troubles than everybody else put together, but they had their eyes on Christ. They never sank. They stayed true. That's the way God wants They didn't lose hope. Christians who put their faith in Christ, they don't lose hope. 
I don't have, I don't, you don't have to have lose hope and you don't want to lose, you're not even tempted to lose hope if you keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He's a master of the sea. Luke 8, 24, it says, He arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And no matter what your storms are, they're going to go down at some point. They're just trouble. You know, it's, you know the old, uh, it's the calm before the storm? It's true. With Jesus, it's the storm before the calm. He'll calm it. Just hang in there and keep your eyes on him, and he'll calm. So, you know, I'm done. But once the uh, sinking started, Peter was pretty smart. He didn't seek worldly help. He cried out to Christ. Lord, save me. Jesus saved him again. He was back up to walking on water again. They went and got back in the boat. You know, amazing. You can walk on water in this world, above this world, and not let it ruin you. You don't have to sink. You do not have to sink. You have Christ. I'd like to ask you to please bow your heads and think about what was said. You know, you can survive in this world. You can do more than that. You can walk all the way across. You can walk in this world above the water and not let people destroy you and let people drag you down and allow people to ruin. Why are you going to let other people take your life away? Why are you going to let the actions and the problem people ruin your life and allow you not to walk for Christ? You can walk in this world above the water. You could look at Christ and when troubles come, try to take your eyes off of him. You keep your eyes on him, you'll find those troubles aren't quite that strong. When you feel the strong winds and the, and the troubles hit, that's when, you know what that, doesn't mean to panic, it means to look harder and stronger towards Christ. Don't lose sight of him. And you walk on water to victory.